Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing, you know, is that I'm, I'm trying to get through. Yeah. Talk Recorded live. Alright, let's see. We're not live yet. That's just sort of phone lines opening up. Good show. I'm gonna actually turn off this heater real quick. Yeah, it'll be interesting with how much stuff I mentioned. You'll probably have uh, a touch base on it at some point, I, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, I'd be surprised if I could hit you with something you haven't heard of. We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I haven't done much studying lately. Like, like all my studying was sure, done years ago. Every podcast, though, is a study session, I would say, though. You're, you're getting that information. True, 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 yeah. But as far as, like, getting in the books and, sure. and listening to – you know, hours of Camelot and stuff like that. Like I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. It takes, it's a definitely an investment. It's like working out, you know, I'm just trying to now, like now it's like, how do I get the information that I have out there? Mm-hmm. How, what's the, what's the best ways and best avenues? Cause I've got so much info in me. I don't even know how to get it out. I'm getting it out through music, but then on top of that, like the podcast, I've got teachings and all kinds of stuff. So I'm just trying to, find out ways to get it out there versus it'd be, like be kind of cool to do like a, a tour for your CD, but maybe do like a little bit of a, a seminar, you know, where you're yeah, talking, I talking do for an hour and then maybe yeah. performing for an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to do that. I was offered to do that. Um, but it was when I was working full time, I was offered to go on tour with, uh, Kelly and the raw her and, uh, which I was on her show, but I had a lot of uh, people check out my work through her. She had like 40,000 YouTube subscribers at the time. And, mm-hmm. but like, a lot of them like tuned in to every episode. Um, That's great. She, she had me, she ended up having me on once a month and we did like eight, eight months or something. And then I heard, you know, there's a lot of older white women. <laughs> they, and they, they just, they just loved me on there, man. It was, it was fun. So I had a big uh, overflow from those guys coming on, hanging out. Um, hey, can you, can you tilt your camera down a little bit? Just yeah. Like, captures your face a little bit more. Good. It's better, yeah. All right, sharing this out. All right. Um, when I play the intro, it'll be um, about a minute and a half. You won't be able to hear it, though. 
and okay. then I'll just kind of come in and do my intro and sure. thank, thank the patrons and all that good stuff, and uh, we'll just go right into conversation. All right, here we go. Yo, what up? You heard the man. I'm True Seeker. This is the True Seeker Podcast. Excited and delighted to be with you guys again today. Got an awesome show planned for you all. Um, I want to say a quick shout out, as always, to all the patrons, everybody supporting, man. You guys um, keep this thing going. There's value in this podcast that you guys are finding and you guys are sharing it and, and supporting financially. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, each and every one of you guys. I think we're up to 71 patrons right now that's that's crazy it's blowing my mind it really is um thank you guys for all the support i want to thank the latest patron that we have just signed up yesterday patrick o'leary welcome to the fold brethren um if you guys want to support my work and you want to see more podcasts and more music and see this channel grow all that good stuff head on over to patreon.com backslash true seeker and there you can uh sign up at any level of giving to support um you get extra podcast, extra interviews, my full discography, which is 10 plus albums, all of my new music. Every time I get done with a song, it's going straight to Patreon before it comes out on an album. So there's, there's been songs there that's probably been there almost a year now that songs I've been done and it hasn't been released to the general public until an album's ready. Well, the album is ready and it's available now. I'm doing the pre-order special and all that stuff. I'm giving away, um, a big wall tapestry, like everybody who uh, pre-orders the album will be in a drawing to get this cover art wall tapestry being in, in a drawing for that. Um, also, 
every copy will be autographed. So I'm autographing all the copies. We're also doing a um, album release party, April the 20th, Mobile, Alabama. If you guys want to get in on that, you guys want to come hang out and celebrate with us, it's going to be fun. I got friends uh, traveling. I like to say eight hours to be here. I got some friends coming down from Orlando and they wouldn't miss it for the world. So I'm excited to, uh, to build with friends and family. Anybody who wants to get in on that, the uh, info is on the flyer at my website, truthseeker.com. And um, yeah, it's a free show. So all you got to do is pay for your room and, uh, and board or whatever to, to get here and gas money or whatever. And uh, the show is free. You don't even have to buy a ticket. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, thank you guys for supporting my work via Patreon. Let's see, I got a new album coming out. I got a new video that's released. And this is stuff you guys got to check out. Check out my new video because uh, a lot of synchronicities, a lot of stuff involved in that. And I'm going to do a, a video where I just go into detail explaining that video and breaking it down. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for supporting my work. Patreon.com backslash Truthseeker. And all the donations too. Man, you guys are awesome. Uh, today's podcast, we're going to get into... Um, UFOs, aliens, spirituality, um, all that good stuff. And I like to talk to people who um, have had experiences and, and encounters. And so hopefully our guest today uh, is, is going to be able to bring some of that to the table. It's different when, like I listen to a lot of hip hop artists and some of them just talk about the stuff that I talk about in my music because they've studied it. Um, and it, it, it kind of loses the magic for me, even though it's cool it kind of loses the magic because like you ask them about the stuff they're talking about and they've never experienced it. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're uh, talking about UFOs and aliens and summoning UFOs on the top of Mount Shasta and all kinds of stuff like this. And you're like, let me, I want to get this person on my podcast to tell me about this stuff. Like I'm really wanting to dig into this stuff and, and, uh, and you get them on and they're like, no, I've never experienced anything. Like, dang, you talk about meditating and Kundalini yoga, but you've never done it. That's crazy. So hopefully our guest today, uh, which is a hip hop artist by the name of All It Is, uh, maybe he's had some encounters because he, he talks about a lot of this stuff, conspiracy research and stuff in his music. Welcome to the show, brother. What's going on? True Seeker. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's a pleasure. And yeah, uh, <laughs> well, as far as some uh, actual experiences going, <laughs> we might be a little lackluster on that story, but we'll uh well, there's something that got you into it, man. I mean, you know, I know we, you know what I'm saying? We just did a song together. Everybody go check out this song. We, we, we did a remix to, to one of your songs and uh, it was, it's, it's a beautiful track. It's, is it on, I think it's on iTunes right now, isn't it? Spotify, iTunes. It should be on all spot, uh, you know, social platforms everywhere. It's called We're Not Alone. Uh, you blessed me with two verses in the beginning and uh, really dropped some knowledge too, to where even a person like me that is... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, had some experience in doing some research. Uh, I had to take some of your lyrics, learn them, and go type it in and see what I could find mm-hmm. and even even ask you, what was that type of shift you were saying? I, I had to try. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just my, my uh, maybe you just couldn't understand me, <laughs> my speech or something. But I'm not, I, know, I know you've heard of, of uh, the cloud, cloud ships. You've heard of that, though, right? Speaking of Mount Shasta, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just telling a buddy, if you want to go see some, most likely some genuine UFOs, Google that, and you'll see a few enter in Mount Shasta, which I've heard are Andromeda and, and others are from there, but you know, that's all speculation. Yeah, man. Um, we're talking about 
you know, Project Camelot. I know you mentioned in that song, you mentioned Carrie Cassidy, you mentioned Project Camelot. It's always good to pay homage to the people who kind of bring this information out. I, and I think you found my work through my interview with her, right? Absolutely. Um, so it's it's really cool. And I I asked her about the Stephen Greer stuff. You know what I'm saying? When I got into ufology, Stephen Greer um, was one of the, the, the guys who was making conscious contact. And I, I love the work that, that, that he was putting out. Speaking of Mount Shasta, there's a beautiful video of him uh, where you could see like every star in the sky, man. And, uh, and you start in there stars that move and stop on a dime and then do all kind of weird aerial phenomena at Mount Shasta that there's video from Stephen Greer. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, Stephen Greer, uh, he's also gets mentioned in that song. I go, if you were into this stuff, and you want to get start the disclosure project video testimony yeah. from credible sources, which still to this day, I have some opinions about Stephen Greer too. I don't um, think that all, you know, aliens or crafts are positive. Yeah. That would just be like saying that, I mean, we're not all positive. And if we were to evolve even 5,000 years from now, are we all going to be positive? I, I don't, I don't, I think we have that potential and I think everybody does have that potential, but this is a universe of chaos. And I think we will see negatives and opposites, throughout and um so Stephen Greer I just wish he would kind of adjust his message and say he's open to the fact that there could be you know because there is a lot of experience a lot of testimony and it contradicts a lot of what he offers but that being said he is still one of the best um people to get into I think if you're just getting into this the disclosure project just shocked me it floored me because I was my whole thing when getting into this is after a while I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth I wanted to hear it from military scientists it had to be somebody with a little bit of um credibility Credibility, and sure enough you go down that panel let alone the 250 people that weren't on that panel publicly yeah and and then start doing your research on each of those names that took me a year in itself to go down that list and sure enough we could have some we could have some people working for the government there giving disinformation most likely maybe even half the panel was filled with disinformation people but if, if, if one, one of them, one story, that's the thing telling the truth. Yeah. So when I go to try to wake people up, you know, like the friends, the family where you're, you're trying to just give them the, the quick, the, you know, here, check this out kind of thing. That's what I say. If you're into this stuff, start the disclosure project video testimony from credible sources, search all the names to see what's important. And then we get into project Camelot. And I think that's a level up <laughs> from uh, the disclosure project because you do start getting more, out of the specifics, more into spirituality, more into nefarious stuff, a dark agenda where Greer kind of kept it even keel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, to kind of get into Carrie Cassidy a little bit, when, by the time I got to her, this is, it, it, it. once again, it just floored me. I, you know, if I was making music at the time, all I wanted to do was get into this stuff and check out all these videos because it was just three hours of jaw dropping stuff. And then, you know, you start watching these videos and are these people lying? Okay, maybe he's lying. Oh, the next, maybe he's lying. Or maybe this person's genuine. Maybe this person's genuine. You, you really, you have hundreds <laughs> of people to kind of do that yeah. um, truth seeking with, you know, and yeah. to really, to kind of use your discernment and, and weigh your options. But that's a real tricky thing we have in this community is, you know, who, who is true? If you hold somebody as true, are you holding it true because of facts or because of faith or because of, you know, it's tricky. And um, 
to hold the belief system in hands or to have it be changed can happen a lot. And uh, the foundation of our belief systems often gets shooken up a lot if we're doing the right things, I think, in, in this truth-seeking search, to say that again. Yeah, there's so there's so many people, and it's kind of sucks though. But I guess that's with everything. You got to figure out who's making it up. I mean, uh, it, it's it's with every circle though, especially when someone brings something to the table and has little to no proof. You know what I'm saying? It's just a theory or whatever. That's what I liked about Greer, or like about Greer, is that they're going out doing the CE5 initiative, like going out under open skies, making contact, and mm-hmm. ships are appearing and and uh, people are getting in touch with spirituality and yoga and chanting and uh, drum circles and stuff like that. And, you know, Greer and um, James Gillen, I, they're kind of one and the same for me early yeah. on. Uh, I, I love um, James. I love his work. Um, yeah, I'd like to get out to his ranch one day. I know, right? It's still that's a dream. <laughs> that's a guaranteed uh, contact uh, vacation right there. Yeah, that's Go a dream. Go out to that ranch and you're going to see something. Yeah, that's incredible in itself, too. And I mean, those are the stuff that really was waking me up. I, when you get to the because you get to those corners, the James corner, the Stephen corner, no matter what, there's something there. There's something there that is not normal, that is not being told to us by our normal, you mm-hmm. know, governments or whatever it is. And, and that that was enough for me to, to keep me at the state and um, to add to the fire, of, yeah. which is being awake and kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, just finding that stuff out. That's, you know, that's part of my thing, too, because I've seen some crazy stuff, man. Like, I've spent hours out there meditating and making, I've made contact. I really have. Um, I've seen ships. I've summoned ships. I've, with groups of people, crazy stuff that just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to see it just to, like, not to prove to people, but to prove to me that something was going on and try to get to the bottom of it for myself. But one of the things I look at is with these people who claim to like be able to pinpoint everything that's going on there's a there's there's a big uh level of skepticism there for me because i've seen so much stuff and i still can't tell you what's going on Mm -hmm. i can't you know and and we listen to interviews with people who claim to have it figured out and i'm skeptical of that now just because i've i've been so so and maybe that's arrogance maybe that's saying okay you've been so far and so you don't think nobody's been further than you you don't think nobody's made more contact than you or whatever the case is but to say like yeah these are the beings from you know orion from this star system and they this is what they do this is what they look like it gets i don't know man so you have to ask yourself like who's making it up who who's um maybe who's had the experiences and the encounters but then they're like just building on top of it it, get, yeah. it gets fishy, man. You know what it's I'm saying? It's tricky. And I mean, we're talking, to bring it back to Carrie Cassidy, someone I love and I admire. Um, she is honestly the most courageous person in this field because she's fearless. But I feel like there is a problem there because she has so much information, so much stories. And a lot of people she holds dear to herself and some contacts that she, you know, holds dear to herself that kind of gets the story a little muddy and and we do want to try to, you know, follow people and and take their word for it. But if you start doing that, you enter a, a dangerous game because uh, we don't always have the facts. We're not, in, you know, getting the testimony from these people personally. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't entertain it. We shouldn't run it through our belief system and see if, you know, what the discernment does yeah. to it. 
And that's another thing I, I wanted to eventually get into is, is a big thing for me um, was more spiritual is finding out that I think we all as people, everyone, especially people that are, are in this, you know, community have uh, a lie detector in their body. Like literally we can t- detect lies and we can detect truth yeah. through our heart, through our soul. Now that doesn't mean that we can't have a belief system that will force us into um, a belief that maybe isn't right. And we're always changing, but I think when it really comes down to it, if you look in and you ask yourself, I want to find truth and I, I don't want to be deceived. You do start to, to get a better, clearer picture. I feel like, because I feel like, you know, the truth will speak to you. And yep. uh, that could be explained. I bet in many spiritual ways through God, Christ, mm-hmm. any amount of ways, but I feel like it is a very personal, personal thing. And uh, a lot of the searching we do is personal. Definitely, man. There's a guy who, um, got me into a lot of this stuff, especially coming from like a biblical perspective. Like I was in churches, I was in church. I was a Christian evangelist, man, doing my music and telling my story, traveling at churches and stuff. And uh, when I started having these encounters, man, you know, and to be a a psalmist or be a poet, you're going to write about what you're going through. So my music started shifting a little bit, right? And I started like, and I knew I couldn't just jump right. And I started just seasoning in it a little bit and putting stuff here and there, you know, in it that, maybe people could pick up on until I just went all the way in it head over heels. And, um, it's weird because like, um, put, putting that information out there in, in, in the music and, and, and talking about it, people, um, like people, they don't, everybody has a preconceived notion, man. You know what I'm saying? And it like, it scares people, you know, especially like talking about being abducted and, and stuff like that. Like some of those scary, excuse me, cases um, that, that, that we've heard back in the day. And one thing I was going to ask you, because I've, I've brought this up. I think I asked Carrie about it. I always ask James, everybody who I have on. Um, we don't really hear the term abduction anymore. We don't, I don't really hear people coming out saying, look, I was abducted by aliens. They picked me up in the field. They did all kind of horrible experiments on me. A lot of the times, like they still kind of seep through on coast to coast, but a lot of times you can, you can totally tell that the stories they're making it up as they go. What, 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 what would you say about the whole abduction phenomenon? Because now we're hearing contactee, experiencer. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm the one who I initiated contact. I've always had a fascination, you know, yeah. and, and the CE5 initiative, which is a big thing now. What would you say about abduction versus contactee now? Well, actually, uh, kind of connected to that, a buddy of mine who's a pretty big skeptic and a real big skeptic, and uh, but is very interested in this stuff, sent me an article that basically said since uh, the dawn of cell phones, sightings have gone down substantially, and this can be um, actually backed up through MUFON, even though that's not the greatest, and other sources that we substantially have less sightings since cell phones have come in. And my answer was to him, well, I was like, they, if they want to be seen, they'll be seen. If they want to be cloaked, they'll be cloaked. It's no, it's no joke. You know, we purposely, I think, got most of our sightings before that stuff and in wartime. But um, with, uh, with the abductions and stuff like that, and I think when you had Carrie on, I was able to talk to her. And I was kind of trying to insinuate to her that could possibly it be that these abductions are maybe mostly not alien abductions and are, are government and our and she said my labs and stuff like that i believe that yeah and uh i really do think that Greer does have a point i think when you do evolve to a certain point you 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 will get more spiritual you will get more peaceful we're not going to be here to 
we're not going to be pulling people out of their beds to do experience, uh, experiments on them a thousand years from our personal perspective, I don't think, you know. Yeah. So to me, even though I think that that has happened and I, I do kind of subscribe to the I've heard that we've um, maybe accepted yeah, my, the abduction before yeah. in a previous life. I do believe in reincarnation. Well, well, we're, t- we're talking about the government. Like there's there's a there's a theory where like the government um agrees to so many abductions and let them do their experiments with people right. for technology for, for one thing. And then we're talking about the my lab. You're talking about people who recall these abduction experiences and they wake up on a ship or in a room, wherever they are. And there's these little green men around them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a person in military garb standing in the, co- uh, uh, in the corner watching everything. Yep, and we've you heard know. that we've heard that maybe even that's costumes for the for the aliens, and that could be set up for the Project Bluebeam, which is another thing that uh, I'm very into, but kind of as like um, kind of like a a hot topic, or, or um, you know, the Project Bluebeam, the whole thing kind of seems a little Hollywood, if you will. Like if we all of yeah. a sudden are having a fake alien invasion, we're in for it, and that would be truly exciting. But I have I've rapped about that, and I've. I bring that up when I'm talking to people about this stuff, that it is a scenario that I guarantee we have some uh, holographic technology, some actual ships. And if we want to put on a show, we'll put on a show. And um, yeah, back to the abductions though, really quick. Uh, I I, I think I would subscribe more to the fact that if we are being abducted by aliens, that it isn't as bad as we think it is not to say that there isn't bad races out there or, but if our psyche is going to try to recall that and remember that there's most likely we are going to, you know, dampen that with some, some scared thoughts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But who knows? It's really tough to say, but witness testimony is one of the best things we can do. And uh, you know, you watch the witness and, and does it speak to you? And a lot of times I think people are going to be confused about other stuff, but it's a, it's a really muddy, muddy territory. <laughs> It is, you know? man. But it's with everything, though, man. I mean, because there is, um, in, and so this is in the in the Christian realm. Like, there was this guy who, um, so called, was playing his guitar, singing worship music to God, and was recording it. And he said angels begin to sing with him. Like he could hear these angels singing these notes that he was playing, and he recorded it. And you go back and listen to it. And to me, someone who deals with music, you can tell like there's certain har- uh, harmonizing effects that you can do. I see you got a bunch of keyboards behind you, so you may know this. There's certain like harmony engine and things like that that you put on your vocal that will create all these har- um, harmony layers and delays. And it's real beautiful sounding. And when I hear it, I want to entertain the fact that maybe this did happen. You know, maybe this dude did capture angel singing. There's been a lot of people claim that to to do that in in the christian realm in the charismatic circles um but i can hear it. i'm like man that's a that's a delay and a harmony engine and uh but it got big like he was traveling to churches they had him on the christian talk shows and they're playing it and he's talking about it and stuff and then there was some some speculation between me and a friend of mine and supposedly he came out and said that it was okay to do that like he made it up but it was okay because it built people's faith. It got them more into it and stuff. And then you hear, we hear other stories now of people like in the Christian circles who claim to go to uh, jungles in Mexico and reach, uh, reach people who uh, are uncivilized and they don't have technology and stuff like that. And so they're out there dealing with these people 
who are into a deep occultism and stuff. And they're seeing miracles. They're seeing demons cast out of people. They're seeing the, uh, people being raised from the dead. Like, cause over in these parts, if somebody dies, like they have to keep that, that body until they bury it. They don't, the government doesn't come take the body to the morgue and keep them there. And like they, if your uncle dies, he's in the back room until you guys bury him, that type of deal. And so they have all these crazy miracles. And there's a guy named David Hogan is one of the bigger ones. And there's a bunch of people. And then it comes to the fact that maybe they're making these stories up to uh, build people's faith yeah. to get people more into it. You know what I'm saying? And, and maybe that's the excuse that they have that it's okay because it builds interest in the field type deal. And I kind of see the same thing I think with, a lot of, with uh, I, you know what I'm saying, the UFO, UFOs and stuff. I think that's a great point. And I think probably, and I've done some research into what, what, how people lie, why people lie, because, I mean, that's the field we're in. And I think you made a good point that I think a lot of the times people are in their psyche doing it for a good reason. And, and I've like spent some time where I didn't really, you know, I was in the Ascension circle or channeling and stuff like that. Yeah. And we, and we know if you're an experienced researcher, you know, that maybe doing a lot of studying on that right now, bro. And there's clearly something there, but I think a lot of the times too, um, if somebody were to be faking that, like a Bashar, I don't really trust Bashar that much, <laughs> but I do think he, have is you heard me to... talk about this at all? No, I haven't, okay. but I, I do think that he is in his psyche and although he could be doing more like a, a connecting to the Akashic records or something like that, but I think yeah. he's doing it for, for people basically. Yeah. And that's how he justifies it. I think he's that, doing it for himself. Yes. Because yes. here's my theory and, 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 and like not in a bad way. My theory is that because I, I've, there's, it gets really deep. I've been doing a lot of biblical studying about familiar spirits and, and channeling and stuff. And I'm open to a lot of stuff. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I'm open to, receiving impressions from spirits and things like that and spirits being in your midst and changing the way that you feel all this is biblical right mm -hmm. um but when we look at channeling of, of, of you tuning out and a spirit comes or a ghost and speaks through you takes over your body um when we get into that i think that bashar abraham i think that they have these messages within them that they feel a certain type of way about humanity. They have this level of peace uh, that they want to share. They have prophecies and, and blessings for people that they want to share, but them and themselves don't feel qualified or they're too shy or who would listen to me. People would think I'm crazy if I came out. So you have a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. If you channel and say, Oh, that wasn't me. That mm -hmm. was Bashar. People do that with religion. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like getting the Holy ghost in you or kind of something that, like that. There's part of that, but then there's the part of the scapegoat as far as, okay, you don't like gay people. Um, well, guess what? God doesn't like gay people. Oh, I love gay people, but God doesn't like them, right? So there's a scapegoat thing there where like, and and I've I've noticed this because I have a char I have characters that I play. I was doing, I came up doing prank calls my whole life and, uh, and it got, I had a YouTube channel where I would do parodies and stuff of this old religious um bitter redneck guy pastor and i could do the voice really good and people people think he's a real dude that's the thing and um and i could say stuff with confidence as this guy that i would i there couldn't say i'd probably get in trouble if i said some of the things and so it's a confidence there and you really do channel a persona 
Like you can, like we can, you change your voice. And when you get into it, the deep stuff that gets really deep is that you study. Cause I, I was just doing this on my own, watching the stuff. And it's like, you know what, man, I watched a documentary on ventriloquist and it's the same thing. They got the puppet on their, on their hand. And it's a little shy, timid kid, little nerd. He's never had no social interaction, but he's watched a lot of movies. He knows what to say. And then a fine looking woman walks in. He's like, hey, toots. He can talk to her <laughs> and say stuff that this shy, timid kid would never say. Makes sense. Hey, it wasn't me. It was it was the puppet. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a scapegoat. You're, you're able to say things and do things that you would never do. And then getting deeper into the ventriloquist, like I started doing the studying, it gets deeper because learning to channel familiar spirits, ventriloquists, that's what the word comes from. Hmm. The word comes from channeling. Like the, the um something the, coming through then. Yes, it that's yeah. what the the uh, oracle of, of uh Delphi and the ancient Greeks who would do this stuff. Okay. They would yeah. they would channel spirits and, and, and let spirits speak through them. And, and the word for it was ventriloquist. They were called the ventriloquist. There was no puppet. They were the puppet That's that the spirit was speaking through. It gets really deep, man. I'm open to a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I expect you to... Have to. You have to use the discernment and be careful and know. Like I, I went on, I went on some, uh, and I have a lot of people who support me. I went on a a, a show or people channel, right? And I've I've told this to. Them. They kind of got upset with me, and I said, "Look, this is, it ain't nothing personal. This is what I've been studying. I'm bringing it to the table. You're supposed to be confident enough in what you're doing. Where you know, if, if this is true, this is true. But if it's not, then I it shouldn't. I'm not accusing you. I'm just no, saying yeah, that yeah. this is a theory, you know. No, we were talking about David uh, Wilcock earlier. I mean, he's tried it himself or done it. Yeah. And he's tried to uh, channel Ra. Have you, are you familiar with the Ra session? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was one of the, the, the crazier channeling for me because I felt the information coming through her was definitely not at her caliber. She was talking about stuff that was way more, you know, way more intellectual and talking about the future and shit. And that really got me, the Ra sessions did. But um, also with that, I kind of started doing my own research in from what I understand, and I know I mentioned a little bit earlier that I believe in reincarnation. I want to get into that in full later, but um, that I think that, say, if we were to die and we died a person that was a hoaxer, um, we're still a hoaxer in the next life. And if channeling is a way to kind of um, spiritually cross over, I think uh, a hoaxer in one life can be a hoaxer in the next. And I think we also have people that are playing the same games they played when they're alive, when they're in their waiting process to reincarnate. Ghost, yeah. Because channeling to me a is something guys, that can be right? intercepted. A trickster. a trickster, right? And I've heard that from other people that be, you know, be weary of the channeling because it can be intercepted, and then the message can be whatever they want it to be. But that being said, there's stuff coming out of these channelers that, in certain, you know. Not, Truthfully, Bashar hasn't dropped my jaw with stuff he's saying. He's more yeah. kind of insinuating. The raw yeah. sessions did do it for me. And um, have you are you familiar with the Allies of Allies of Humanity? No, not by name. No. Carrie Cassidy had um, this guy on. Uh, I can't think of his full name, but he's basically doing some channeling, but in a different way. He's saying that there's this race that's however many light years away that will not make contact with us because they don't make contact with people. 
but they are going to give us some, some guidance and they're going to tell us about the troubles we have um, facing us in the future. And he's this real innocent, nice guy. And the stuff they're saying is not, it's not an agenda by any means, but it makes me think, you know, yeah. for one, is, it, is he doing it just to, to help humanity himself? Two, is it, is it intercepted and are somebody just playing a game or three, is it just BS? Well, you know, these people could be, I don't want to say fooled. Uh, they could be like uh, Carolyn says here that um, Daryl or Bashar says that he doesn't know if he's channeling. And he said that he doesn't know if he's channeling an entity or if it's his own subconscious or That's what. True. He doesn't really know what it is. I, I think that the mind is powerful. I believe yeah. that we can pick up on, on when we get into spiritism and things like that and, and being influenced by spirit impressions. I mean, the, the church is founded on that being speaking uh, influence of the Holy Spirit is uh, what's called prophecy or prophesying uh-huh. is speaking with the utterance of in the, in the power of, of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's not you speaking. Like I've experienced that, too. I, I've been on this podcast and I can feel the Holy Spirit be upon me. And I know that the words that I'm saying are influencing and it's, and it's moving something in the spirit realm. It's touching people like I know. And when it's done. Like I'm back. I don't zone out, but I know that when I'm speaking, it's for somebody like it gets really deep. Right. But there's, there's many different layers to that. When we're dealing with the subconscious, man, I have to bring, I, I'm like you, I'm doing a research. I'm bringing it all to the table. And I've noticed like I've done similar stuff with the voice that I do. Am I channeling a deceased old bitter preacher? Cause like people think it's real. I'm able to say stuff. It's hilarious. It's very mm-hmm. funny. Um, but um, but I, it's it's a it's a weird thing, man. You know, and we have to consider everything. I'm not saying anything for fact. All of it could be in our heads. No. The Holy Spirit channeling the Holy Spirit that could be in your head. That could be just your higher self and you connecting with all that is good or the good the parts that are, are good with you. We could do the same thing with with all all the negative stuff. But it's the scapegoat thing. There's mm-hmm. things maybe now that I want to say about people, but I don't. I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep peace. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Um, but I can't, I, and I won't say the way I feel about certain people. Some yeah. people I want to cuss out. You know what I'm saying? I know they're faking. I know they're making it up. I think but, uh, one thing you said, though, that was really important to me that just resonated was just that even something you hold dear, you just said, you don't know for sure. And that is a huge thing. And I think definitely you know that too, because you talk with more religious, faithful people yeah. and, and stay in that, those circles. But that's so important to have something that you hold dear, a belief system, if you will, and be able to say, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Because when it comes down to it, I, I have a pretty yeah. good sturdy belief system. But yeah. when it comes down to it, I don't know that we're not some computer program or this exactly. is exactly and nobody and, does exactly. And uh, and once we do kind of have our belief system and tie it down tight, we got to watch out. And and I'll hopefully <laughs> get into it a little bit later. And I I kind of am at that point right now where I have some, a couple things where I'm holding tight to, and I, I really feel like they that they're the truth. And I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to segue a little bit into just the religious aspect of it, because I know that that's a, a big topic for you and some of your guests. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of your guests on your podcast talk about how they grew up in the church. And I did. I was baptized Catholic and spent every Sunday in Bible study Wednesdays in a Christian church. And um, like a lot of your guests, I remember being in this church and kind of feeling like 
things are, are being said and are not exactly right to that, that innocent child, you know, at five years old, asking pa- your parents, like, so we're the right one and, and, and they're the wrong one. Or we're, yeah. so we're, we're potentially going to heaven and they're potentially going to hell. And some, not potentially. Yeah, exactly. You are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's important too. And I have a five-year-old daughter right now too. It's just that innocence. We yeah. are so close to the truth then. Talk yeah. about how I was talking about, we have that truth uh, lie detector in us. Yeah. That's it. And we have it as a child too. And yep. that innocence, that, that pureness is, is, will tell you the truth. So I went to church all my life up until like 16 years of age, just confused by the whole thing. But still, you know what I, who I believe in, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. And I believed in my faith, even though I questioned it. And then it wasn't until, and this is kind of where it all starts waking up for me. I watched the documentary Zeitgeist. And um, when I watched Zeitgeist, who, uh, who Jordan Maxwell kind of played a side big part in, and all of a sudden I see this uh, sun God thing. Uh, they're talking about Seraphis and Horus and uh, Dionysus and all this being the basically being just like Jesus, born on the 25th, uh, resurrecting and all this stuff. And it shook me because all of a sudden I had technically some facts um, that were showing me that this story is not exactly true. And for a second, that was it. I, I pulled my, uh, my religion out from under me like a rug and just ditched it because I had enough. And from that point on, it was like, oh, yep, every war is a conspiracy. Every, you know, all religions are a conspiracy. And I kind of just left it at that. But I also realized that I wasn't doing any real research. I was just watching somebody's research and then saying, oh, well, there's a predicament. And, you know, not only recently am I reading some of the works of Manly P. Hall, where he's specifically telling you about all these ancient traditions that are getting tied in together. And I think what ends up being the case is we're fascinated with, um, with metaphors. And when the, the old initiated ones would find out the truth, it was more simpler than they thought. It was, so I say something like, you're the God or you're the, you know, you're the anointed one or whatever. And now how are we going to tell the people? Oh, we're not going to tell the people. We're going to make a parable. We're going to make a metaphor. We're mm. going to, we're going to steal a little bit from this philosophy or theology and um, because the people are too illiterate to, to get to the truth, they don't have enough patience to, to get to the truth. And I think that's kind of where we have a bunch of religion. But to kind of um, get back into it, how I kind of ditched my Jesus and the whole religion and then how it came back in, in segments was very interesting to me. And um, I'll talk a little bit about that, too, is when I moved forward, I kind of got in um, – I'm just kind of looking at the note I had here, you know, because in my earlier music, I was mentioning God in my lyrics and talking about heaven and hell and praying every night saying, dear God, this, dear God, that. And a lot of times even making um, promises. I got sober um, about 12 years ago off alcohol and hardcore drugs. And, you know, God played a big part in that for me. And I still to this day don't drink and do any hardcore drugs or nothing like that. But I made a, a sort of a promise or an agreement kind of to my, my belief system that said, if I, can, if I can stay away from this stuff, I can pretty much make my music a success. And I know now that there, we, it's not a gamble, you know, you don't, you don't ask people for something. That's more like selling your soul, you know. But here I am praying to God 
for my success and stuff like that. And stuff has truly changed since then. Uh, I, I have such faith and I believe in God, but I think God actually, I don't call it God anymore. I call it creation. I think God is actually an extraterrestrial that is a name for an alien that is just has substantial wisdom. And I'll get into that later of where the yes, the, uh, where that name came from and, uh, and how it pretty much turned into uh, a conspiracy and that I still believe in God and I still believe in Jesus, even though I also think that there's a conspiracy there too. And that that's not his actual name and that uh, he wasn't actually the anointed one. He was the, the bringer of knowledge. And uh, I'll get into that a little bit later, but. Yeah. There's a lot of people who um, believe that um, Jesus became the Christ. Like there's that theory that it could have been other people. And then it happens to other people. They live their life a certain type of way. Then they become the Christ or someone that God wants to use, whether it's dealing with the prophets or Jesus himself. Um, go, going back to the innocence of childhood, I want to touch on that because I had a, a kind of a, a awakening with that, with when my daughter was young, like maybe five, six years old, um, we're taught in the church that they have to say a prayer and invite Jesus into their life to be saved and things. And so I was still in that. That's been some years ago now. Um, and, uh, I would try to do that to her. I would try to like explain Jesus to her and, and uh, you know, and tell her that she needs to be saved and ask Jesus into her heart. But she would look at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. She's like, I already love Jesus. Like Jesus is already in my heart. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it leave me dumbfounded. Like I'm supposed to convince her that no, he's not in your heart. <laughs> now, hold on. Like out of the mouth of babes, you know, the scripture talks about if we want to get close to God, we want to walk in the kingdom of heaven. We have to be like the little children. We have Absolutely. to learn from these children. She's like, I'm already there. You know what I'm saying? And now yeah. the, the world is convincing them otherwise or Christians or media. It's like, no, you're falling. You're dirty. You're this, you're that. It's like, no, that, that was a big thing for me. It's like, man, how do I do that? Am I failing? Or am I doing it right? If she dies, will she go to hell? Like all of these different dogmas and stuff that, that kind of come into play from that perspective. And I don't agree with that anymore. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from even looking up what hell is, you know what I'm saying? And we've had pastors on the show who have another biblical look, not just their own opinion, but a biblical look on hell. And like, even in, if so, as far as the Bible is concerned, that it's not even real. I don't, I don't believe in it. No, I, I think it's just a, another metaphor. And like I said, if we live in hell in this life, we will live in hell in the next life. It's, we're, not, we're not any better when we leave this life. We're the same person. We're here to grow, and we're going to continue to grow. Like I said, I believe in reincarnation. I think we're here for millions and millions of lives. And when we talk about ascension and stuff like that, it's another thing that, you know, I kind of got caught up in for a little bit was the ascension, the channeling thing. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, a candy-coated story because I don't think we're going to ascend in the next, you know, year or so or, 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 or in this lifetime. It, that is a metaphor for something that's going to take millions of lifetimes to do to get to a new spiritual level where we'll leave our body form and, and, and be teachers in the spirit form. And I think there is that spirit form out there that does teach and has provided us with prophecies and prophets. And that when we get into that, we're not talking about God. We're talking to branches of creation. We have a chance to ascend to a Christ-like form, but we're, we're, we're talking millions of years, uh, millions of lifetimes. And it's kind of my grand finale of where I, I get a lot of this wisdom from. But um, 
another person I wanted to bring it back into um, was Neville Goddard. I don't know if you're familiar with Neville Goddard. No. This man did a, a huge uh, thing for me because when I was kind of absent from the Bible, and I've, I've read the Bible, um, the New Testament more than once, the Old Testament at least once, and um, this Neville Goddard guy, what he basically does is breaks down the esotericness of the Bible and shows that anytime we're talking about certain things, we're talking about Christ within and, and that God is just creativity, creativity that you as a person, if you, cre- if you think of something, you can create whatever you want. And I truly believe that. So Neville Goddard was one of the first people to bring up a thing called, he called it the law of assumption, not the law of attraction. This is the law of assumption. If you mm. assume something, it will happen. And he goes over and over and over again and lecture and lecture with numerous people he's taught the skill to that he says that basically anything you want you can have. You just have to assume it. And I find a lot of truth in that because that's happened in my life. Anything yeah. I've obsessed over or just know I needed for better or worse, I've got it. Anytime I prayed to God, dear God, even though that I think that God was not, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a that form was, of it. Yeah, it's exactly. totally a form of it. We get what we want. We are creators and um, we do have a portion, a piece, the smallest portion of what I call creation, what we call yeah. God. And I think we can have whatever we want. And we talked, you talked about earlier, like what experiences have I had, like, you know, with UFOs or anything like that. The biggest experience I've had is closer to magic than anything. It's yeah. that it's using the law of assumption and, and getting what you ask for. I'm very, I have a strong feeling that, you know, anything it's I'm possible. after, I'm going to do it. And that's why when my old, my old gamble with God, please give me this music dream is still very relevant because I won't let it go. I will, my, you know, you see all the stuff behind me. I will be involved in music, whether it's writing songs, making, you know, songwriting, A&R managing, I will do something because it is my life. I've assumed it. I know I will. And here I am. And then we get more synchronicities because yeah. once you know what you want, it starts happening a lot faster. Yeah. So have Neville Goddard. Have, have you read The Alchemist? Uh, no, I haven't. I, oh, my God. You got to. You, you're, you're slacking. That's going to be the icing on the cake for you, man. Okay, that's like the last person. I got to do it now because like more people have recommended that. So. Yeah, especially everything you're talking about right now. You have to read it, definitely. But, oh, just Neville Goddard, though. Check out some of his talk. Yeah, I've got, well, there's, some, there's some people in the chat right now. Uh, oh, Carolyn please. says she's devoted to reading his work. Excellent. He's excellent. Just in such a genuine guy. He, he He's a believer, you know. He, he believes in the Bible. He's just... It's esoteric. He, let me ask you this. Did he have a book with the alchemy symbol on it? I don't believe so. Okay, okay. Are you talking about a blue book, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I had that book, and, uh, and the name sounded familiar. I didn't know who it was. It was, like, referred to around the Manly P. Hall-type material, and I had it. And, uh, and the name's close to it. Well, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. And right, right around the same time, and I know you're familiar with Edgar Casey. Yeah. That was another thing that kind of brought um, my religion back in, not religion, my faith back in into my core, because um, Edgar Casey was another um, devoted Christian or Catholic, I'm not sure, but he was somehow the sleeping prophet was doing these incredible things, was curing diseases, um, was making predictions. He was the first person to talk about the, the storage banks, the Akashic Records, which is one of my favorite topics, because basically... We talk about truth-seeking. With the Akashic Records, we're good people. 
all lies will, no lie will be untold because the Akashic Records have the storage banks. They have everything that's happened. And when we need to find truth eventually, we're going to go to the Akashic Records and we'll find the truth and liars will, will end then. And that's probably hundreds of years from now when we are yeah. all able to. But, you know, you talk about channeling. I think part, we're, we're able to, to get in connection with the storage banks. And from that, we are able to pull all knowledge. So if there's somebody that's channeling, giving this incredible knowledge, well, it's up there. It's in the universe. The universe is a, a computer. We are, we are expanding and always storing our information. And man, if you haven't looked in the Akashic records, that is the, one of the funnest rabbit hole uh, adventures there is. And Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet was a big thing for me. And let alone a person that had these anomalies happen and then still kept his faith. I went know? to his old shop. Uh, he's actually from uh, Selma, uh, what is it? Uh, I thought it's called R or something. His uh, um, well, they it's actually like a it's a store now, but his oh, old okay. studio that he used um for like the photography stuff for a while because he the, you know that's like the perfect example of somebody trying to make a living and being a a spiritual person as well. He had to like you know what I'm saying do he was in the photography and stuff like that to kind of pay his bills, but then he would do those sessions and stuff. But um no, there's like is that they actually have a big plaque in uh downtown Selma, Alabama, a big plaque that says uh the sleeping prophet and there's mm. this big uh you know, write up on them and it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's in front of a shop. I went out there and took a picture in front of it. I used to uh travel a lot for work and it's about uh two and a half hours away from here. So I got a picture with that. I thought that was really cool. I didn't okay. even know until I drove by it one day and I was like, What? He also <laughs> talked about Atlantis and stuff like that, which is really awesome because if you if you get into the Atlantis story, then you're it's really good because you're going twenty thousand years back, and wow, take the spirituality from that time, and and it's very interesting. One one thing he talked about with the UFO thing that stands out to me, he talks about the Battle of Armageddon, and he says the Battle of Armageddon will be fought in outer space, mm, like yeah. this spiritual war for the end of the world and the ruling of humanity or whatever. It's going to be fought in outer space. That's something that he brought to the table too, which is really cool. And I do like the fact that he was a Christian. He was a believer, and he yeah. had his Bible with him when he was doing that. It's really cool, man. You know, he yeah. was into that. That's definitely, and that, and that was, uh, and that to me was important too because uh, it kind of let me know you can see some shaking stuff that'll really pull some stuff out from under you. Like if you're not careful, um, it's really easy to find out that Jesus is just based off of some other some other people, and then you can just sell his story short and, and count them out. But the Jesus story is incredible. And um, even the fact of the, the controversy and conspiracy around it is incredible. But clearly there was um, we have prophets in our in our lifetime. And I feel like uh, Jesus was just one of them. I feel like we're as we continue our life and as go on, we're always going to have bringers of knowledge that come in here mm-hmm. because uh, we all have missions. I, I feel like we have an individual mission ourselves who's, you know, prophets have missions, too, and they're going to keep coming. Yeah, there's um. I mean, I, I agree with you. Obviously, I, I am a Christian. Um, I have faith in Christ, and uh, I believe I believe he was a prophet. I believe uh, there's many awesome prophets. I believe that the stuff that Jesus taught uh, that we can apply to our life and everything you're talking about, man, as far as like uh, expecting stuff and assuming it and thinking about it as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. Mm-hmm. You can have what so uh, what. You can have whatsoever you ask for in prayer. It's not, it's not the it's not the part of 
of of begging God for it or asking God for it. It's It's the act of you speaking it out and declaring it as the oracles of God. And that's what's what's so cool about the spoken word in general. And it talks about like when it talks about being saved in Romans, this is really cool because there's a formula here for me. Uh, it talks about if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then it's established. Like you'll be saved or whatever. And it's just like that for us. Like we can have these thoughts in our mind or these dreams in our hearts. You want to be a, uh, a musician. But, but when you connect that thought with your, uh, your, your spoken word and you declare it, it begins to manifest. You begin to tell people. You kind of get into the power of the I am. I don't want to be a healer. I am a healer. I don't want to be a rapper. I am a rapper. And watch me do it. I can show you better than I can tell you. This is going to happen for me. I do that with the podcast I talked about. I, I, and I use it as a form of prayer, too, because I'm connecting with the universal power. Absolutely. I'm connecting with this creative life force, this pranayama, the Holy Spirit, which permeates through all life. We're connected. So when I pray, I connect with the energy. I connect with, with God, as we call it, or, or Jesus or whatnot. And um, it's, it's beautiful. Something's watching over us, man. Like something, and, and that's what's cool about the whole alien thing, and it ties into this. We're talking about aliens being, I believe they're angels. I believe they're spoken of in the scriptures and traveling back and forth from heaven to earth, people fasting, people um, um, making contact with angels that are traveling and meeting them and telling them things about their life past. Like I've passed, I've had experiences like that. And many, that's why these guys, like I can come as a Christian to the disclosure project and listen to these and like have biblical references for it all, because that's just how my mind works. You know, I can go back and have chapters and verse. okay, but that reminds me of this. And people talking about fasting and not eating meat for a certain period of time. And then, have an angelic contact or UFO encounters. I'm like, hey, like Daniel did the same thing. Elijah, they were caught up and seeing visions and these scrolls in the air and these tubes, what yeah. they call them scrolls, uh, fire by night, cloud by day. We're talking about the cloud ships, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So this, I, I, it, it all runs together and, and paints this. We have to look at everything. Absolutely. We, we can't just say, well, you know what, this is it. This, and we have our truths because we have what works for us. And that's all we can have. Like if, think, if something doesn't work for you, then you, I wouldn't promote it. I wouldn't share it. But if it's something that's bringing joy and peace to your life and, and to the people around you, it makes you a better person. I'm all for it. And I think you make a good point there. And I think a lot of people could, uh, could take advantage of this as I think uh, when we get into this community into doing conspiracy research and stuff like that, religion and the conspiracy researchers can kind of separate sometimes, even though they're so close together. <laughs> I feel like I really feel like we need to come together more. And like you did, you can, uh, you know, say you hold one belief. It doesn't matter that you can go to another thing yeah. and, and experiment, uh, ex- have an experience with that. But uh, one thing about the Christians out there, because they are really adamant about their beliefs and they have a belief system in play that they do the best research. They do some of the best research online. Yeah, the with flat earthers, the Christian yeah, flat earthers Illuminati, are off the chain, man. <laughs> the Illuminati, all that stuff. They they really because they're passionate. But I yeah. think I think that we always have to be challenging our belief system. I'll, I'll say this: so there's like I'll, I'll come out of that of debating scripture and doctrine and what's right. No, the Bible says this. No, the Bible says that. Like I come out of that, so I try to stay far away from it. But. I've experienced that going on these other shows. I've experienced that with Carrie Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I've experienced her asking my story and then cutting me off. No, no, no. Yeah. This is it. I'm like, you have me on as a guest to tell my story. Now you cut me off. 
doing this because you have an agenda. You have something that you're trying to push. And I've experienced that from the church people. Like yeah. when you sit down and you debate doctrine or about the Trinity, about who Jesus was, about Christmas. And no, nope, Christmas is pagan. It's not yeah. of God. And they'll cut you off. And as a matter of fact, and uh, and I try not to do that, even though we have difference of opinions and stuff. I, I'll let the guests speak or whatever. And uh, I, I may try to, you know, kind of give my opinion at the end or whatever. But uh, I, I don't try to debate people or get uncomfortable or something like that. But uh, but it's that same matter of fact or but you got to look at it. Like they base their life work upon this. Yeah. And Christians, not only their life, but their eternity, they base their eternal salvation right. on. I have to be right. Oh, you're telling me I'm wrong. I've given not only my life. Yeah. That's one thing. But your eternal salvation. And you're telling me that I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, uh... That's where it gets into this fight or flight. And no, you know what? You're stupid. I'm done with you. Don't listen to this guy. You know, that kind of stuff. I, uh, I read this book one time because that was kind of one of the things I wanted to prove wrong about religion, that it wasn't inerrancy or it was inerrancy, that anybody that thought the Bible was inerrant was wrong. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to find that out. So I read this book called Misquoting Jesus with the hope that this was going to end it all. And what ended up happening it was a great book. If uh, you check it out, Misquoting Jesus, this guy is a scholar, lived his whole life um, studying the Bible nonstop, pretty much grew up thinking the Bible was inerrant. And then went and learned five different languages uh, and studied the Bible and was able to prove that, in, in fact, it was an error. And there was a lot of error, but it was not necessarily not true that the man Jesus is very, very documented. And as far as like we have older philosophers than Jesus that have more documentation or we, we don't consider Socrates not to be true. So but like there's so much documentation of these stories and that's yeah. how we used to pass on stories was witness yeah. testimony and um, oral the, tradition. The scribes most definitely did change words by mistake. I found out one thing was very interesting that the word virgin didn't exist in the Bible back in the day. That meant young woman, simply yeah. meant young woman. So yeah. that's a, that's a huge thing to be like, uh Oh, it could, she might not have been a virgin. <laughs> I don't think uh, she was, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so either. And, uh, uh, like I said, I got my grand finale of where I, I'll bring Jesus back one more time. But um, uh, I wanted to get into one other thing. I mentioned that book. Uh, yeah. Uh, another guest you had on a while ago, I wanted to make sure I mentioned, uh, rest in peace, J.C. Johnson, man. That just mm. happened not too long ago. And I saw that on your show. That was one of my favorite stories he told um, about the cryptozoology because he had a theory that um, – Everything was basically coming from under us, the caverns, the caves, yeah. everything we think is coming from outer space. Hole in what the if, earth. What yeah. if they were just telling us they're millions of miles away or light years away when they're really right under us because they just don't want to be bothered because they've been there for thousands of years. And that just really I, I, I can never count that out, you know. Or he had an account where every, all these people that have been abducted or seen hags or trolls or any of these things all smell sulfur. And that you go into these caves, you leave these caves sometimes, spelunkers or whatever, they, they smell like sulfur. And it's just, there, there's so many good theories out there to where, wow, maybe it's not even out there. It's right here. Well, we look at those other planets. We see, like, I think it's Mars or whatever that has all the holes in it. Like, there's mm -hmm. all these holes and stuff, man, and these craters and stuff. So it's like... Maybe there's not life on the outside of the planet. Maybe it's a shell and they're inside the planet. And the same thing with, with Earth, you know? Um, there's so much stuff. I mean, even if, I guess, I mean, we're like um, digging up 
civilizations. Like still mm-hmm. now we're finding civilizations that are under the dirt that yeah. existed, but now they're, they're underground and, and the all giant, kind of caves. The Nephilim quite possibly maybe. Dude, uh, there's like, there's stuff even just a couple thousand years ago where the Christians like created underground cities to hide from persecution. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff in Greece and there's, there's one, um, I, I'm not sure what country it is, but it's like the psychedelic cult. I don't know if you've seen it. And they had like all of these beautiful paintings and murals. It looks like an Alex Gray exhibit, but underground. And they just found it. And wow. it's, and there's the people there are keep it, keeping it secretive. It's beautiful. It's underground. It's, it's crazy. There's beings and, and angels and, and just the most elegant, uh, um, eloquent art and, and things. And so there's so much stuff going on underground. So who's to say that that's not happening. And we see, UFOs going into mountains. We yeah. see um, the uh, the underwater UFOs. People on ships claiming to see UFOs come out of the water, and and I've heard stories of people seeing them under ships and, yeah. and boats and things like that in in, in the ocean. So uh, something's definitely going on 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 under our feet. Yeah, I'll do a quick segue from that. Um, I uh, you know when I got into David Ike for a little bit, of course the reptilians are like you know you can't avoid that and um, sure enough, that really made an effect on me. Like, what are, what is this thing? And, and um, so I ended up actually writing a song about the Lacerda files. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Lacerda files. It's uh, a supposed document, uh, documentation of a person that was, you know, roaming around that ran into a reptilian and this reptilian gave them their story. And I wrote a song about that. It's called down, down, down. And uh, that was one of the first songs I actually went in and dove into a conspiracy topic and I had a great time doing it and realized, wow, I like doing this. I like picking a topic and actually writing a song about it. Although the reptilian agenda and all that, I've kind of moved away from a little bit. I think we kind of hold it a little bit too, too strongly. And I feel like it is getting saturated and stuff like that, <laughs> but and he's kind of deviating from it a little bit too. A little bit. Yeah. And he has so much knowledge and so much stuff that, I think he kind of pigeonholes himself too, like Carrie does a little bit. It just you've got so much information, and and you do end up having some belief systems in in uh, play. You know. You know what the the weird thing is is like he can talk to us about it. We're like, yeah, tell me more. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm into it. But if you watch his his uh, his uh, interview on on the uh, the show, um, what is it? Um, Religious, I think it was called. Did you see that? No, but with, I know uh, what you're Bill Maher with Bill Maher. Actually, uh, I did see that. Yep. Yeah, that and then there's that clip online and stuff. But that he just no, he makes it. He, he has, never does good publicly. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't stuff. do good with people who actually no that aren't into smart it. Smart yeah. or who people who aren't into it and don't Vice, believe in it. Vice interviewed him, and he pretty much didn't do a good job on Vice either. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of one of those things where if we if we only talk about reptilian agenda, you know, the, these hot topics of the conspiracy stuff, we might push people away rather than kind of get them to, yeah. to come in in there. But um, to kind of go off that a little bit and on our song, we're not alone. I actually wrote that song uh, almost five years ago, four years ago, closer to when I was just starting to wake up. And uh, in the chorus, I list the, the alien races, Anunnaki, Nephilim, Anunnaki, Palladians, mm-hmm. reptilians. And although now I realize, huh, I've made a name, two of the same races is, 
two different nicknames from because the Anunnaki, it seems, could be the Nephilim or the Nephilim could be the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki could also be the Nordics. And all. it's it's really wild that there's there's clearly these races out there, but who's who, what's what. Mm-hmm. And, and to kind of point people in the right direction to hear, you should go check out the Palladians, which I actually, you know, I'll get into that in a little bit. Or yeah, I uh, I'll put I, I'll put a lyric out in my new album. It's a uh, contact with the pale Palladians who resemble Ivanka. Practice tantra in my mantra. Let's talk about how the Palladians look like Ivanka. <laughs> blonde hair, you know, what I'm yeah. saying? tall, you know, beautiful woman or whatever the case is, blonde hair, blue eyes type deal, and uh, you know, what I'm saying the <laughs> pale Palladians who resemble Ivanka. Practice tantra. And my mantras, banish monsters, glory to the Father. Yeah, I love that's, on my, that's on my new project. But um, yeah, but you know, and it's not about being a hundred percent right. And we talked about Corey Good before we went live, and mm-hmm. you know, wondering if he he's been blacklisted from some places. We talked about me being, you know, having my account shut down on Project Avalon, which came that's out of me. which came out of Project uh, Camelot. You know, and I, I've posted there for years, and I guess he, I don't know. You have to ask him. Maybe he's got a different story. I don't know. But, I'd like um, to get you back on there, man. Uh, that's. I know. I love those people, man. It's insane. That's a huge forum. It's a, it's huge a family. Team. It really is. Dude, I, I felt awesome, man, to getting like all those people commenting on my stuff and reaching out to me. And mm. I mean, where else are we supposed to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, what the heck? It's a community, man. That's why I was even saying, even if we are, like, if Corey Good gets proven to be a hoaxer, let's not banish him. Let's just, you know, let's make it a. I want it. I want these stories to go public so we know we can practice discernment and know the blue Avons are not real, but let's go on to the next one. What are, what is real, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what's good about it. Like you, like, you know, I was kind of putting it where you were talking about, uh, you know, maybe getting it wrong. You name the same race twice or whatever the case is. And it's, I don't think it's about getting it down to the T. I think it's about sparking creativity and wonder and getting those people out there to get into the work and get into the field and look those terms up and let them make those assumptions on their own. And like, wow, what, what, okay. Who are the Palladians? There's people listening to this right now. I have no idea what the hell a Palladian is, <laughs> you know, and this is like, this is early stuff that for you, yeah. you know, you've been hearing about this and researching it for years. So it's about putting that stuff in the music and in the interviews and stuff and like peaking people's interest to let them do the work for themselves and then once they've done the work, they can come back and listen and be like and learn more, you know. And I, we talked about the uh, LCLB, the Lost Children of Babylon, before we went live too, and how like there when I was just coming into this stuff, I was listening to their music. I didn't understand the majority of it, okay. And then I would be reading Manly P. Hall, and I'm like, damn, that's what they're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Wow. And they're talking about like the initiation of the pyramid. Then I'll read about the initiation of the pyramid the, uh, and the, uh, the great pyramid in Manly P. Hall's book, the secret teaching of all ages. And I'm reading it, that right it, now. It's beautiful how things just kind of come together and people experience that through our work too. Yeah. They're like, man, truth seek, you said this. And then I was watching a movie and now I know what you're talking about. Like I, you know, that concept was in this movie and then it's in the Bible here and this type of stuff. So it's just, creativity you're talking about god is creativity i i believe it man um god is a creator and if we're made in the image of the creator and the likeness we're to create too and us creating hopefully good stuff that's what we're trying to encourage people to bring something beautiful to the table versus creating deception and destruction and things like that in a negative way but when you create something beautiful man i think you're i think you're honoring god i think you're worshiping god to the highest extent because we're made in that image and lightness. I believe that, man. 
Well, that's and that that makes a lot of sense right there too. It's just um, I think we're all at different walks of life, and I'll I'll, I'll get into this. Uh, another person I already mentioned, Edgar Casey, believes in reincarnation, but uh, I think that we're all here to learn lessons. And if somebody here is just you know at a bad walk of life or, or not as evolved as the rest of us, that that is where they're at. And I feel like that's where a lot of respect is going to come in, a lot of love. It's just when we realize that we're not all on the same level. There's a reason some of us are, are more intelligent in certain aspects. It's that, you know, we're at different walks of life yeah. and, um, and we all have a chance and not any of us are really wrong. This whole right and wrong thing. It, yeah. I think you could live a whole life completely wrong and maybe the consequences wouldn't be as bad as we imagine. It's just, it's just living. And, and we have, yeah. we're going to, we have to learn these lessons, but um, to talk about more about reincarnation, why that's a really big thing to me and how that I keep on cross-referencing that it keeps on coming up and it really holds true to me. Uh, but um, one of the things with we're not alone to kind of go off that, the, the original cover for that is um, a poster that Billy, or a picture that Billy Meyer took, who's uh, pretty popular as far as <laughs> context. Now a lot of, he's pretty popular as a hoaxer for the most yeah. part, because it's pretty easy to see that. Those girls know. that he had, like, well, that were like entertainers and stuff. Well, he said that they were the Palladians. And... Well, actually, that he's he spoke on that too, and uh, he's actually had that girl that was in that photo talk to him, and it, it explains why that picture was falsified and and uh, you know that he's up against it himself. But that picture was a photo taken by Billy Meyer. It was actually the on the original X Files poster. Um, I want to believe was a the Billy Meyer photo. Yeah. So I spent the longest time avoiding his case because. Um, Carolyn, I see your comment. She said she, she thinks she was a dancer, yeah. Yes, and she was. And she just recently, like within the last four months, was at uh, Billy Meyer's ranch and talked to him. And he explains right to her why. I thought Billy Meyer was. He's no, dead. he's alive. He's alive really? and well, man. He's alive and well. What the heck? I thought he'd been passed. No, he lives in Switzerland. He still has contact to this day, which I'm going to get into more. Yeah. So I got into Billy Meyer's case and um, I. I started reading his contact notes because he has up to 600 plus contact notes with the play not the Pleiadians, the Pleiadians, they made that name for a certain reason, but it's called the play is what they are. And I started reading the contact notes and quickly. I just started realizing I'm reading the best story I've ever read in my life, period, <laughs> period, the best story ever. Now, I read it the whole way thinking, okay, this is a hoax. This, this yeah. guy's a hoaxer. This I was the other way around. Incredible. This is incredible <laughs> that he is lying about all this. And not until about the end of the, the 200th contact or something or, or before that, I realized this man is not lying. And he has evidence, substantial amount of evidence to prove that he is telling the truth. He has the most photos ever taken of crap. He has group witnesses that have witnessed multiple crafts with him. He has metal samples that have been given, that have been tested by multiple scientists that cannot be proven to be from here. He has sound and film uh, testimony. He has multiple prophecies and predictions that have came true. He predicted the Internet. He predicted 9-11. He, it goes on and on and on. And basically, I've sent some of my 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 biggest skeptics, my friends over there that, uh, you know, one of my buddies that's a doctor who is re really well-versed in doing good research and stuff like that. I was like, go prove Billy Meyer's case wrong. Go do it. Go prove it wrong. And you can't. Now you can, however, go spend an hour online and watch a video that shows, you know, this wedding cake 
uh, UFO that looks a little bit uh, unbelievable, or those girls on this show that was on the Ed Sullivan show or something. Well, there there was some, um, and and there there was another guy who got big over here in um, Gulf Breeze, Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. or Florida, and um, and uh, he would have these little um, like. Um, pans or, or pie pie pans or whatever and there would be these little ufos that he would shape and make and then he would hold it out far and it would he'd take a picture of it and it looked like it was real or they would be hanging from a string or whatever and then he had a bunch of sightings that he can go out and, and and you know have these sightings or whatever and there and i did see some some pictures from the billy myers stuff that was these little models or whatever and he's standing up close to them but if he has when he's a, when you're away from it and you have it with the landscape it looks like a legit huge flying saucer in, in no, the field. Yeah. He definitely, he, he made some models, but that he, he basically said that he never used a model in the photo. Um, what ended up happening is he would send his camera into a place to get it developed because this is well before all that. He'd actually have to get the film developed. And there, you know, Billy Meyer was also, uh, he had attempted assassinations on him over like 15 times. People tried to kill him, shot at him. He has bullet holes in trees where people shot at him. Like people were trying to get at him because of some reasons. And definitely took some time to try to falsify his story because, um, I, like I said, it's, it's very, very hard to debunk. There's only like one person out there that is thoroughly trying to debunk him, and he's having a very, very hard time with certain things. Um, but people, I strongly suggest if you're, if you're in this waking up process to check out Billy Meyer, go ahead, sh- prove him as a hoaxer in that one hour it takes to go to your YouTube videos. But you have to read the contact notes. You have to read the prophecies, the predictions. And you have to read the contact notes he's still having to this day because they're incredible. And also, he's getting information from the Pleiadians, the Playaren, um, who are, you know, thousands of years more advanced than us, who talk about our original origins, where we come from. They talk about creation and, and about the falsification of Jesus, but also who the real man of Jesus was. And his name was Emmanuel. And I know Jesus was called Emmanuel in the Bible by – or. You know, he has a few hymns and songs that refer to him as Emmanuel. But basically, that's another thing Billy did. He's, he unearthed the, tab, the Talmud of Emmanuel, which is basically, um, the, you know, the Bible of Jesus that was written by Judas Iscariot, not, or Iscariot. I don't know which one. There's two of them that, that supposedly, um, you know, turned his back on Jesus. No, that this is the theory goes where he was actually... Um, he knew all, everything he was doing and purposely uh, gave, it, gave his information up. But you've got to read this tablet of Emmanuel and the Billy Meyer story if you have time, because it takes it, – I've been reading the contact notes for years now, um, and I'll thoroughly try to debunk it. Michael Horn's kind of his liaison, a guy named Michael Horn who speaks on his behalf uh, okay. in America. He has a yeah. podcast. I'm he sure doesn't he, speak English, does he? Billy Meyer, he does, but he doesn't openly. Okay. And uh, I'm sure you could probably get Michael Moore on your uh, Michael Horn actually on your your show. He um, he's extremely versed in the Billy Meyer case, and it's so fascinating. It really is. And even if it's a hoax, it's yeah. A oh yeah, incredible it's, story. Exactly, incredible. it is definitely worth looking into. Yeah, I'm like the ones like because I was the other way around. Like I, I listened to it thinking that it was real, and then I came into the hoax stuff. And I was like, ah. And it was like weeks into it, you know, research and listening to the interviews of, of people talking about him and coast to coast specials done on him and stuff. 
and uh, and then seeing the hoax stuff. And that's usually like what it is. But th- I mean, there's hoax stuff about everything. Once you get so so big, and that's what I was talking about with with some other people is like you kind of you kind of made it once there's hoax videos out there about you or yeah. or that you're a shill or whatever the case is. You you reach the level of fame or whatever, or people uh, want to destroy you or want to you know they have you know they want to disprove your work because it goes against what they believe or whatever and then they'll stretch lies and i mean we could see that 100 percent with the damn uh, um the stuff going on right now the um the uh the crisis actors oh yeah definitely. and like so there's that's just going rampant on the internet for for right now it's been like with each school shooting and there's all this stuff and people are stretching with these pictures and holding two people's pictures up next to each other. It's clearly not the same person. They may have the same nose or something. Look, it's this guy was in. Yeah, they're just crazy theories. But then when you look up, like, the, you know what I'm saying, what the news is covering, and because now they're, they're having to speak on it because it's getting so big. Like, they're, they're telling you, like, like what, what, what the deal is. And there's, there's one with the, it zooms in on the kid's ear, and he's got a little earpiece. And they're like, look, they're feeding him his lines. He's an actor. He's a crisis actor. And then it, and but you watch the news special. He's having a remote session with a lady in in New York. He's having a, he's being interviewed by a lady in New York, so he's got an earpiece so he can hear her. Like there's all this stuff and like yeah. somebody who's good at putting together YouTube videos can do that, and people would believe it. And that, that right. thing's had like a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand shares on this false flag information stuff that people love they eat it up that's when we got to be careful like with the stuff Definitely. we promote Absolutely. and i think there is a difference between just getting caught up in conspiracy theories and truth like you're saying you have your truth and these things that you're sure of or whatever but hopefully your truth is something that can benefit humanity and not uh you know, just bring about more questions and sure. or it's and always up for debate. You freak know? people out and you know all this kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, it's just my my belief system is always going to be on the table. Um, I, I yeah. can't I can't yeah, lock it in. And 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 although it's hard, I, I just recently read it's very hard for people to hold two contradictions in their head. Um, you know, cognitive dissonance basically. But yeah, it, it is. It's hard to to have your belief systems rattled, but it also is very very fun and awakening and spiritual mm-hmm. and who knows like i said we don't know that we're not some little kids experiment and yeah i, I i'd hate to say this too because you know i'm and i'm sure you know familiar with psyops and and what what stuff is going to be out there that is clearly to just have us sound like nutters and and sound like we're crazy i just recently got into watching a flat earth documentary just because i mean although it's really easy to say that's bullshit um I don't know. More really, you listen. It's, it's some I, compelling stuff. And that's the only thing I want to, people to get out of that is that there is, you got it before you, my buddy said this too recently and it, it stuck with me. He's fascinated by things that people hold, um, hold dear and that, that there, you know, there's no why? changing it. Why not, they hold it dear is my yes. thing. Why are you adamant on the government lied about this conspiracy, you know, yeah. or the flat earth or whatever, you know? Exactly. But then again, you dive into it and you see what they're yeah. passionate about. And that's another thing. I'm under the impression that everybody is, is right in some portion, you know, I think I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, and maybe even on a, and a huge, huge mental point. Like if you, if you were to think the earth is flat and you have all this information Maybe it is, but just for you. Like maybe you've yeah. made a flat Earth, and it, when you when you die, when you see it, when you remote view, it's always you see, flat. 
Exactly. And, and, and who knows that that's just not the way we, we can... don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. Yes. Like we, have, we, we, we like pro- project it out and we see it the way that we are. And I mean, that's the, the number one thing with religion that's with politics. I was thinking about that on the, on the, on the car ride home this morning, like, uh, um, with politics, I can get in it because it's, it's a middle ground. I think most intelligent people, when it comes to right and left, there's a middle ground where most compassionate people are. It's not about 100% being with the left. And we see what that did. I mean, just look at the end of Obama's administration, all the weird, crazy stuff that passed and it come through with a floodgate. And then Trump is like the response to the left and he's super right you know and it's just crazy fight i think the truth is somewhere in the middle and listening to maybe not trump because people look that that it's trump who's saying it let's look at look at george w bush or something trump's a bad example but the more you listen to someone with who's on the right and they explain their their you know i'm saying where they're coming from and and why they're doing this it sounds feasible like eventually you can like yeah, that that sounds right. The yeah. more you listen to the right or the left or whatever, the, the opposite side, you're like, yeah, I mean, these guys are making a lot of sense. I see what they're doing. But Absolutely. obviously the truth is somewhere in the middle. And the same goes for watching documentaries. Mm-hmm. If you listen to Jordan Maxwell long enough or mm-hmm. and, and Jordan Maxwell can be completely wrong. But yeah. just the presentation and him being a little bit more well spoken, I feel like I'm the I'm the worst person to try to talk about some of this deep stuff and righteousness and understanding just because of the way I look, right? You're looking at this, this guy, especially what, before we went live, we were talking about Rock Costello who went live with John Lear and John Lear has got this guy who's got tattoos and, and, and piercing looks a lot like me, you know what I'm saying? And he had an interview and he like belittled this guy by the way he, you young punk. I've had Jordan Maxwell talk about like, you know, he didn't, he couldn't see me at the time because he's talking about, <laughs> People's in the basketball. I was wearing a basketball jersey. <laughs> you know, he couldn't see me, but he's like belittling pop culture and, you know, and you want to have fun and you want to drink, get drunk and blah, 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 and do all this kind of stuff, like from a real bitter standpoint. So it's like a lot is with the packaging so much so that I wanted to wear a suit. It's like, you know what? This information I'm dealing with, I've got, I've got a suit. I've done podcasts and interviews wearing a suit. You look more credible, but it's like, when we're talking about being authentic, just be yourself, man. Be, yeah. be authentic. And now look, my podcast is booming right now. Like so many supporters and subscribers and people are resonating with it. It's being authentic, whatever you are, but hearing that information come from a more elegant spoken person or somebody from the UK or England, yeah. like for some reason, we're just like, we want to, we want to believe them. And, but the whole thing about being wrong, maybe it's right for them. We look at a broken clock. A broken clock is right, right twice a day. Yep. You know? I think you. Uh, another great point you made there is just, um, and I kind of grew up this way. I, I grew up uh, in a Republican household, and my dad was had Fox News on all day, to where I pretty much w- walked into school one day, and I, I was a Christian and a Republican, just because that was what I had in front of me. And when I got to high school, and they kind of liberal you up a little bit, or you just get more open. It's not liberal you up or nothing. But then I started, then I'm all of a sudden full liberal. And then when I finally grew up, I realized what I have to do is I have to check out the right, check out the left, and explore both sides because you have to see both sides of the story. Because if you, with your heart, look into it, you can kind of get sensitive with people and feel where they're coming from, no matter if they're the yeah. 
And I think that's a huge part of the research we are, we're doing, the field we're in. And I have to say about you in general, which I admire, is that you are fearless because um, one thing I'm fearless about is putting stuff in music. And if it's in the music, I'll promote it. But I'm, mm. I'm not that way. I don't talk about this stuff on my Facebook because yeah. my parents and family are there and I'll Dude. share some stuff. You know, my, I'll share that. I was told I not to by all of my peers. I was yeah. told not to do this podcast. Don't share. And we're talking about drug use. We I openly talk about eating mushrooms and yeah. they're like, oh, and I have a, I, at the time I had a full-time job and a boss and all of my coworkers uh, had Facebook and they want to tell on you and things like that. I had, I had to block all my coworkers at work, but all my friends who are diehard into this stuff, yeah. they love it but they would never share it on an open platform. And that's what I did differently. Even from a religious perspective, they're like, oh, you're a Christian and you're talking about eating mushrooms. Yeah. Hell, let's do it. I got friends who have churches and they're, and they're churches that use those sacraments. They eat mushrooms at church. They have these religious encounters in Alabama, in the Bible Belt. You know what I'm saying? So I stuck my head out there and... I had to play the martyr and I did. And for years it was hard, but now, now it's okay. Now, like I'm a, I'm people are, have yeah. these questions. It's not just me. And so it's just like a beacon. It's like, Hey, this guy's talking about what I've been thinking about. I get those messages. You're articulating the thoughts that go on in my head, but I can have nobody to talk to. I have nobody to roll these ideas off of. If I talk to my parents, I'm crazy. I talk to my pastor, my friends, my, I have nobody to talk to. I have to go to the internet listen to podcasts, call in the shows. I was there. That's why I'm doing it because I was there. I was the dude listening to Project Camelot and then going out, listening to Greer, having experiences. I'm like, who the hell do I talk to? Mm -hmm. I talked to my friends about it. I, dude, it was hard for me to talk to my wife about it. Yeah, my, my best friend yesterday, you know kind of preparing for this, said, is it hard for you to have all this stuff in your head and not have anybody? Cause I, I'll talk to him about it all the time, but he's not, he doesn't research this stuff. He just basically makes beats with me and is in my, in the studio. And I'm, I'm talking about the stuff when I can, but he's like, is it hard to hold all that stuff in your head? You know? And I, it really is, man. And I think part of the reason is, is I'm not talking about it openly enough and I'm not being fearless. So I admire yeah. that. And I really do want to take a step in that direction, but more importantly, you know, and I, and I, Obviously, the reason I'm here, too, is to have more people check out my music because I will be honest in my music. I will write more about these topics. And that that is where I feel fearless is when I put it into a piece of art. Although talking to somebody like yourself, you know, this stuff comes naturally. So yeah. I wish I was talking about it all the time. I probably would feel better. <laughs> I mean, look at the ancient art. Let's just I mean, we can look back at like the, the painting of the Mona Lisa and some of the Jesus hanging on the cross. With UFOs flying in the background, yeah. dudes piloting little ships. Like the art, man. The art is in the talking about being creative and being self-expressive. Like, where did that come from? Mm. Was there persecution, or was this guy like a? Was that like commonly known at the time? I think probably it was. But what if it wasn't? And this guy's like, okay, I want you to draw this picture of Jesus who died for humanity. Okay, I'm going to draw him, but I'm going to I'm going to put these little Easter eggs. Even like the Mona Lisa and some of them other ones. They're yeah. Easter eggs. You have to look. Yeah. There's a man standing on the mountain pointing up at a UFO in the <laughs> background of these ancient, this ancient art, man, or this like Renaissance art that we have that was commonly known to these people. This isn't nothing new. There's like all of these ancient sightings and all this stuff. They call it the new age. I hate that right. term. I don't no, identify I do. with that term at all um, because this stuff we're talking about is very old. 
It's not sure. new age at all. It predates your religion. You definitely. know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, most definitely. And uh, I'm right now I'm currently reading Man, you, Manly P. Hall, which I've been familiar with, but I was watching one of your interviews yeah. and Gordon was adamant about uh, Gordon, or yeah. Gordon rather. <laughs> and so I was like, I got to read this book finally. Man. But it's just incredible how much like basically and, and, and just philosophy in general, like we used to get together as people and just talk about this stuff. Yep. That was religion. It was philosophy. What, what could what could we ponder? What could this be? And we didn't have any ideas. We didn't ha- we, we had ideas. We didn't have any facts. And that's intriguing to me because I feel like we're still at that. We don't have as many facts as we think we do. We have science. There's so much information, like though. Yeah, you know? exactly. just so, so to pinpoint who has the facts. OK, there's Kerry Cassidy. There's the Catholic Church. There's yeah. the Protestant church. There's the Muslims. Maybe the Muslims is the one that's right. Maybe we do. Uh-huh. And we're just looking. Exactly. Just but looking like, to get it triggered. I think we all have a piece of it. So yeah. and when it comes to religion and what religion, I bring in UFOs and all, everything we're talking about. I think, we, like you said, we all have a piece of the puzzle to bring to the table. And when it comes to the spirituality behind the religion and the terminology, I think we're all talking about the same thing. There is a universal presence. There is a universal God, if you will, whether it's an alien that created us and we call him Yahweh and other people call him this and that and blah, 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 blah. But they're still connecting, whether it's you go internally and you're able, we have antennas to connect with this energy and we're all with the language barriers and, and, and what we can relate it to and say what it is. I talk about the Kundalini and the Holy Spirit and Chi energy, Tachyon energy, the Pranayama. I think all that's the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's called different things in different religions, but I think it's all the same thing. And people are so caught up on on being right. They said, no, 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 it's different. <laughs> this is, and obviously, with each culture, there's going to be some difference. Uh, there's going to be some variance and stuff, and sure. people who have kind of marketed it and, and called it their own. But I really think in all of this, we're looking at the same thing, um, yeah. and we're just kind of interpreting it from our standpoint of view. You know, yeah. from our point of view, which we're standing looking at the same thing, you know. And it is pretty incredible that all across the world we have some of the same stories. That in itself, you know, from what's been carved into to pyramids or whatever, or the pyramids made everywhere. It's like it's such an anomaly that we are clearly talking about the same things. Well, maybe it's not an anomaly, and it's just like oh, we're after the same spiritual thing. And we're just uh, – we have so many different metaphors for what is our, you know, what, what we're doing here. And uh, but kind of one thing you made me think of is a lot of people, when you talk about this stuff and they're into religion or they're into the Bible or they have faith and they and they're not into this stuff. But it's like the Bible talks about so many different stuff, giants, uh, angels, monsters, even even, even like, just just the angel thing with Christians. A lot of Christians believe in angels, guardian angels, but there are no demons. Yeah. Like they've like in their mind, demons don't exist or they passed away or Jesus rules and there's no evil. But a lot of church people do not believe in demons. Yeah. Or, or we have the other way around in the churches, the charismatic churches I come from. They love talking about demons. Oh, I had a demon on me. I was smoking meth and there was a demon on my back. And I got friends who have these crazy encounters with demons. And it's and we love they expect demons. They look for casting out of demons. But when we talk about angelic contact. Okay, I, I was stargazing, and the Lord spoke to me. I seen an angel. Yeah. Drove by, stopped, said hello, kept going. Like, I've had that happen. And when we talk about angels, they're like, no, 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 no. That's not happening. 
But it's okay to talk about demons and they love it and they welcome it. When you talk about angels, then they're like, no, I'm calling BS. We're so much closer to being on the same page. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things for me is that just, you know, I want to be on the same page with people. If if it's, uh, if it's something simple too, like, you know, um, I don't know, like getting the fluoride out of your water, something simple, (laughs) you know, like just simple stuff. Let's be on the same page. Are we, what are we being lied to about? What can we, uh, what can we come together with? Cause there's a couple things that it doesn't need to be right or wrong. It's like, uh, yeah, we're being lied to definitely. And let's move past for that yeah. and try to get to some truth. Um, and there's a lot of that going on right now, but luckily there's, you know, more and more people, I think every day come into podcasts like yours, press and pause when they hear a name, they don't know doing, you know, no, they're doing it. They're doing it in the comments. I don't know if you can see the comments section I, on YouTube. I, I can't. But everybody's saying, okay, how do you spell Billy Meyer? How do you oh. spell it? Like, it's definitely talking That's, about it. I, I was just, hey, one more time, though, Billy, please, <laughs> you cannot just watch videos for that, or you'll do yourself. You know, time. something funny about that, I thought he was dead. Carolyn, who's super well-researched and all this stuff, she thought he was dead. And then somebody brings up in the chat, they brought up the Mandela effect, Mandela effect and it was like, oh. maybe, you know, and, and, and then somebody brings up Billy Graham. I I thought I'm a Christian. Like I thought Billy Graham was already dead. He died yesterday. Rest in peace. Wow. But um, I thought he'd been dead for some time. You know, that and has, the Mandela oh, effect really gets me, man. That's another thing that kind of throws me off of my grasp of things. It's like, what the heck is this, man? I don't like this feeling. Maybe it was right to you, like you're saying. You created it, and at some point, you've seen it in the movie, and it became truth to you. That that's that. And you didn't know, but you live your life mm-hmm. like Billy Graham's dead. You know, you speak of him in the past tense, sure. even though this man is still living and thriving, you know, and it's like that with, with everything. And it's with, with religion, cognitive dissidence. Um, and I, I like we look at people like the Mormons and people who like are into polygamy today. Like they have they're like they're still trying to like live by these biblical kingdom standards where like a woman was of age at the age 13 or 12 or whatever. Like there's people who still believe that that's truth. Yeah, and they're still doing it. Most Christians will scoff and laugh. Oh no, that's the that's pedophilia. They were not, but people are still like religions are based on that Islam. Like they're still doing it. That's their truth. Absolutely. That's totally disgusting. It's demonic to us now. Uh, but people in their mind, to and they'll go to their deathbed, living with that truth that that's right to them. So, that's and, to think yeah, it's, it's wild. And 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 who's to say they weren't because that i mean no you you can you can definitely that's another thing at at that point in time like two thousand years ago whatever they were right that was like it that was their truth it it was the accepted truth and some people still hold on to that that's the weird thing to to look at and all of this stuff that was um it's it's weird how all of it's a little bit by a little bit we're evolving we are changing we're becoming something else sure Um, the whole, even with the homosexuality thing in the churches right now, like it's a, it was a big deal when it was first introduced. Now there's becoming more gay pastors, more gay bishops. Mm-hmm. Eventually it's going to be normal. If you say anything about it, you're going to be the outcast, but they're, they're fighting it right now. Right. Sure. But it's slowly coming in and it's not, and that's just an example. We can look at women being pastors. Mm-hmm. That was never a thing in the biblical times. Now there's, churches on every corner with, with women who are the lead pastors, single mothers as the pastor leading congregation of men that would have never happened. And you look back at it, the way they did things, it 
something else got introduced and they fought it. But eventually we look at technology. Mm-hmm. We look at the RFID chip, look at everything like they're slowly we're changing, man, as a people, yeah. as religious. And then they claim to have it figured out. But if you're going back to the roots of your religion, man, these people like I look at Christianity and I see more of Hinduism in ancient Christianity of the way they, they walk, they meditate, they spend hours in prayer. You know what I'm saying? Fasted all this. You don't see that in the West. That looks more like Hinduism right now to me going in and in and out of trances. Like that's biblical. They did that stuff, but like it doesn't, it's so, it's so far removed from what we know the religion or the belief system to be today. Yeah. And just one last point I would say, I know a couple of times I've said, you know, maybe you were right or we're all right in our way. I just want to not confuse that with, um, I know you talked about the new age movement. I, I agree with you that that's a lot of this stuff's been going on before, but I think with the new age movement, maybe what they're trying to say sometimes is we, we eat up a lot of this, uh, the, the good stuff, the Ascension stuff. And, and that's good. But, and, 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 or the law of attraction where everything you, you know, you're responsible only for yourself. I think that's a, a, a kind of a, a psyop in itself is, to, to get us to think that we're not responsible for other people's bad doings or that stuff, the evil stuff is okay because we're not a part of it. And we're not, you know, we're not thinking about that, but that's not the case. We as people do need to point a finger when stuff is evil and wrong. Yeah. And, and we can't just stay because we're on the right spiritual journey. We don't want to entertain that. Yeah. No, I've Mark, been there. I've been Mark there. Mark Passio is a great person to check out. Who's definitely, uh, who's put me on that, that term. Like, listen, yeah. we got to fight for, for this stuff and just not go, Oh, everything's okay. Yeah. Cause I'm spiritually in tune and I just don't want to affect what they're doing. It's like, no, we really yeah. have to know what, what is right and yeah. wrong. I could see a little Although bit of that. We're, in, we're in, all in, at walks in our life and we all. I'm a little bit more passive sure. now and I, but, but Absolutely. for good reason, because I used to be aggressive, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't, I couldn't have a conversation if you, with sure. you for believing something different. I wanted to show you why you were wrong and me and my crew and my sure. people and, and I talk about this all the time because this is big, but you find validation in other people believing in what you believe, or if I can win you over to this realm of understanding. And that maybe it's that's tough. still going it's, on. It goes on in religion, but it's universal. It goes it's on human nature. with, with uh, you know what I'm saying, ufology and, and um, Carrie Cassidy having her uh, interview with Stephen Greer and I'm right. No, I'm right. No, this is it. No, this is it. You know, and if, you know, who was to say if one would have won the other over, how that would have made them that gratitude. And okay. I, especially if somebody with a seat of authority, somebody who's a little bit bigger in, in those realms. And so the same way with religion and wanting and having validation by other, by others believing in what you believe. And we have to move past that. I think we do. I think we have to know our truth and, uh, and, and, and let our freak flag fly and just be ourselves and be authentic in whatever it is. Like, you know, and this is me, this I'm tattoos and, you know, bad speech at times, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, stuttering at times, like, and that's me, you know, I'm the I'm one, I feel like, I, like I said, I, I feel like I'm one of the last people who should be doing a podcast, uh, you know, as far as wanting to listen to, but something's working there because people are freaking listening to it. Like the, the information that's coming through and that's Absolutely. what it's about being authentic. You look mm-hmm. at Joe Rogan. I got friends and I talk about this all the time. I got tattoo artists who love what they do for a living. They're themselves. They get the clock in and, and they're on the clock doing what they love to do. And Joe Rogan does it. Uh, Illuminati Congo. I have these people in my life that I've met and I just see this like they love 
their experience. They love everything about it. And now I'm at that place. I love everything. And I'm trying to share that with people and, and let them know what's working. Like, this is what I did. This is what I'm doing. Me and you talked a little bit before we went live. It's about consistency. It's about showing up and doing what you love and enjoy doing. And if you enjoy getting into conspiracy theories, keep doing it. Like, be consistent with it. Like, if you enjoy, there's people who enjoy, though, like working at McDonald's. There's people who enjoy driving, doing, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the delivery driving jobs. And But there's people who are just restless within them and they feel like they want something more and they want to be this, but they're stuck here and there's Absolutely. a gulf in between. And uh, And I think that even the religious books are talking about this. How do we manifest that and walk in our calling and become that person that we see in our mind's eye, man. I Absolutely. think that's what the religious text is about as well. We, hey, we got a community, and uh, I think we do need to come together more. I think what we are coming together is a lot of people are coming to the podcast and viewing, but we, you know, there isn't a lot of places I can just openly talk about this, and I hope that changes. I hope that one day... It's changing. You have to create it, man. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, whatever it is, no matter how big it is, how scary it is, nobody will listen to me. Do it. If, you, yep. if that's your vision, stick with it. We're doing it, man. Like, yeah. I'm not the only one. I'm inspired by other people. Like, and then putting my twist on it and, and adding what I like from this guy and what I like from that guy and then who I am. Absolutely. It could be done, man. Whatever you want, don't be scared. The music, the podcast, the community. We, 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 have, we, have, a, we have a round table now. It's called the School of the Mystics. We do on Thursday nights. And uh, it's for, like, pe- people who are supporting and stuff. But we have a community there that we're building with where people don't have to just be like a spectator. Like they, you know, there's people and um, it was somebody I talked to the other day, but they listen to the podcast religiously. And I, I have a lot of people on who listen to the show and they li- they're listening to this conversation. And all these people in the chat right now, they're commenting right now. They're literally commenting. But there's people who are listening like, I want him to ask me that question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, dude. Ten years ago, how do you what do you think I was saying listening to uh Carrie Cassidy talk to George Maxwell? Ask me about the UFOs. <laughs> Ask me about the aliens. Guess what? The law of attraction, the law of imagination, like all of it, it happened, bro. We're make we're creating this as we speak it, as we believe it, and being consistent. Don't just think of it like hey, that that would be cool. And yeah. I thought about that for days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I confess it. I walk in, I believe it. It came true. Yeah. Whatever you want to build in your reality, you can bring it to the table. That's for everybody. Let alone that's how you start your podcast each day and saying that this is working. This is, you know, that's great. You know, saying yeah. it out loud, not only, you yep. know, prayer, prayer a lot of times in our head, which I, I believe in the power of prayer so much. I, I mm-hmm. believe, you know, people could be an atheist, but please you practice the power of prayer. Even if you're an atheist, watch it works, you know, yep. speaking um, over people too. Like you do it for yourself and then we do it. And so that's praying for people. Absolutely. There's the big difference in the church to like pray for healing. And God, would you please heal my brother? Yeah. My brother's suffering from a mental illness. There's a difference. If we look at how the prophets and Jesus and the disciples said, they didn't beg God to do something. They declared it. They declared it. They say in Jesus name, you're going to be healed. You're going to be whole. I speak wellness over you. I've seen it, bro. I've had phone calls with people whose legs won't move and they're on the other side of the world and we're on the, on the telephone together and I begin to speak to their legs and they get feeling in their nerves again, bro, like crazy stuff. And it's because I believed it when I, it. before I said it, it wasn't like, God, I hope maybe if I pray this, maybe you heal them. I said, I believed it in my heart and in my mind. I confessed it over them. 
miracles, dude. I've seen so many miracles. That's why I believe something. There's something to this thing, whether it's the confession and, and with, with the faith and whatever you have faith, whatever you believe will be possible. That's Absolutely. that's for good stuff and bad stuff. Absolutely. You believe in bad stuff and negativity and oh, I'm just always broke, man. I don't have time for. I would love to do a podcast. I don't never have time. Mm-hmm. Or just start confessing it. I'm gonna yeah. make time. I'm gonna Absolutely. find time. I'm gonna I'm gonna make these connections on my lunch break, dude. I'm telling you, man. I wrote all my albums working on a job somewhere. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I did, like you have to make time to do it. I could have did yeah. so, so many other things, man. But it this is the power of manifestation, man, and creating the life that you want for yourself. Absolutely. And I mean, the way you explain, uh, described healing right there, talk about Billy Meyer, that's exactly how he describes it. It is just the will and you can, you can, the blind will see, but yeah. you, have, you have to be so powerful in your determination. And no doubt, no, no doubt. And once you remove that doubt, we, we are, we are creators. Part of the biggest part of removing the doubt is just doing it for you to like, okay, if this doesn't work, I look like a fool. I look like a crazy person. So let me, if you move out of your comfort zone and do it, like we've, I've done this in public. Like I've been in hospitals and, and laid hands on people and prayed for people and seen them go come and start crying and in tears and, and, and their back straighten up just people death. Like I've seen this happen, dude. And part of the, of, of responding to the faith is you just doing it. You, we can, all of us dream of this stuff, but it's the fact that if you step out in faith, and that's what the the Bible is full of these, these things. I'm just, I'm not, this isn't nothing new. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like doing the stuff that I started seeing them do and it's working. That's another thing. Even if it's only works in my mind yeah. and me and that person, cause to me it's, it's real. And yeah. we talk about the law of attraction and we see it done with like the secret. Uh, we hope we can get a good parking spot, mm-hmm. even with, with the job and things like that. Or, you know, I hope I get this, or I'm going to pass this test or whatever. But I, I use it for, for, for healings, for miracles, for changing people's lives. And, and I speak it. Okay, when I go out today, I'm going to get a word for somebody. God is going to speak to me or the Holy Spirit or whatever your connection is going to speak to me about something that somebody's going through. And I'm going to speak to it and pain's going to, I'll prepare myself and expect it. And you go to, wa- go, go to Walmart with that expectation and, and, and see if your trip to, to get groceries, see, see how it changes. It's crazy, man. People come up in like divine um, appointments of people being sent to you who need what you have, but you have to be willing to step out. If you don't step out, it's just going to pass you by and you have to be willing. We've only known each other for about a week and uh, that, that all happened on on those terms. I feel like too, just real quick. And I mean, let alone you just being a real one and, and uh, helping out with that too, but it all comes together. And I think I watched on one of your podcasts, you say, yeah, the number synchronicity is cool. You'll see the numbers all day, but wait, <laughs> to, wait till you get to the next step. And that's yeah. kind of where I'm at right now. I'll yeah. see three, 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 one, one, eleven, eleven yeah. all day. What but, does this mean? Yeah. And, and that is, I, to me, it means you're doing the right thing. Like if yeah. I'm writing a song, if I'm about to be on your podcast and I see this thing, it, it lets me know that I, I'm on the right path. But uh, hey, I'm ready for the next step because uh, yeah. although I haven't seen many things in the sky or anything, it, it, you know, I'm a... Well, you've seen I'm other things, changed. though, man. Exactly. You know, you've seen other things. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's only the beginning. You know, I, I don't... You, you start... You say... People say how long they've been researching. Well, you, we don't end, you know. Well, I'll be doing this till the end of... Till the end of time, you know. It's just like I'm in here to learn and... Uh, yeah. 
I, you know, I, I talk about the synchronicities and I talk about the television and you say something and then it comes on right on the TV, right? As you say it and stuff and signs and wonders and all these weird things that only make sense to you in that moment, but they mean something. I talk about it all the time because we have to give examples and stuff and it happens. There are seasons where it happens more than others. And, and I, I still talk about it and it hasn't happened in a while, but yesterday my, uh, my wife sent me a Snapchat of her being silly talking about Cornholio from uh, Beavis and Butthead and she was just being silly. And um, cause, uh, cause one, one of our friend's kid was walking around doing the, I'm Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. This was Beavis and Butthead. But he said, his name is Cornelius. It was, it was cute. Cause he has no <laughs> idea who Beavis is. <laughs> he just heard somebody say it. So my wife sent me that snap yesterday. I get home. We're watching TV. We watch this television show and um, there's this kid on there. I was like, man, this kid looks like Beavis, man. As soon as I said that, he pulled his shirt over his head. I'm Cornelius. I need people. I was like, what? And we looked at each other and we just started laughing. I was like, yes, Lord, I'll answer the call. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, Lord, or whatever. Because it happens so much that it, it becomes comedic, but it lets you know that I'm on the right path. And, and, be, and pay attention to the information that comes through. Man, we've seen a lot of people have breakthrough and stuff like that yeah. uh, when it, whenever that, that happens. But I, I'm... If anything, you're on the right path when you're seeing all of this stuff happen. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes you think of, I've had cross-reference a few times that we potentially might be able to see in the future by a couple of days or so. Like our, our spirit yeah. conscious can, can see, predict our, or knows what's going to happen. That's why if we are in a, in a serious situation, our other senses, because I believe we have more than our five senses, we probably have seven. One of them mm-hmm. being instincts and stuff like that which probably just comes from our spirit consciousness that can, that knows our path more than we do, because uh, I really do feel like we have our body and that's just our body. We'll do away with that. We have our soul and we also have our spirit consciousness that goes from soul to soul with us yeah. that ca- carries all of our knowledge. So yeah. I might've, I might've learned this stuff in my last life, but yeah, uh, it works. It works like that. But then again, you have to look at the flip side and say, um, Maybe I didn't get that from the future, but maybe it came through like it was from the future. And then I created it and walked in it because Absolutely. I, because I thought that it was going to come like sure. in this, when we're talking about manifestation, I think that I'm going to be a successful rapper. I believe it, whether it's coming from an outside source, you should let when people speak over you blessings, dude, man, people, I've, I've been getting it a lot lately. They'll speak prophecies and blessings and you're going to touch many people. Like I've, feel God you, when they do that and, and, it, and it creates it. The power of the spoken word versus like the power of somebody speaking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, death over you and, 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 and destruction and stuff. It's about the, the power of the spoken word and creating it. But we have to be careful there, man. There's just one scenario we talk about. I have some friends who are psychic, some really, really cool friends. Um, and I guess I'm psychic to an extent, right? It's just the, the you know what I'm saying? The terminology you want to put on it. Um, but I remember years ago watching Sylvia Brown, which was the world renowned psychic in the nineties. Right. Um, she was on Montel a, a lot and she would do readings for people on Montel show is a talk show. People who don't know, um, people would stand up and they would ask about, you know, my loved one passed away. Do you know if he's in heaven or hell or we can't find them? And she would give a reading and tell the person where it was, but there was something dangerous that she said that always caught me off guard, man. It messed with me. Um, Cause I know the power of the spoken word. This was a single woman. And she said, well, I find the love of my life. Sylvia Brown stands up and says, yes, but it's going to be your second husband. It's not going to be your first one. Your first one won't work out. 
and the lady received that. So that lady, so she spoke that over her. So if they haven't, if she has her first marriage in the back of her head, she's going to think, you know what? Sylvia Brown said that the first one was going to be Rocky mm. and that the second, my second marriage was going to be the love of my life. This is how impressionable people are sure. and the power of expectation, yeah. especially with the Bible. Yeah. We're talking about people, want, uh, we're talking about healing, talking about people wanting to be healed or expecting, expecting exactly. There was towns that Jesus went in. He couldn't heal anybody. This is so-called the son of God made manifest in flesh going in a town. You're telling me he couldn't heal people. No, because of their doubt and unbelief. He couldn't do nothing because they knew him. They're like, man, this this dude's a carpenter. I know this dude, man. Yep. I always say that Jesus was only a carpenter in his hometown. Yep. And and I've seen that. I've seen that dude. That's people who look at me like, oh, that's true seeker. He's into Rastafarian, he thinks he's a Jew, he thinks he's this, he's experimenting, he's on mushrooms, like, they got all, they got all kind of stuff to say, but when the internet, or you go out of, I've been out of town, and then I'm able to see a lot more healings and stuff, and where people don't know you. Yeah, you're not held down to them. Yeah, Yeah. because it's because of their doubt, or unbelief, it's not that we have any power at all, we're just a conduit for you and your faith. I believe that. What did Jesus say when he healed people? Because of your faith, get up and walk. Because of your faith, you're going to be made whole. There was yeah. people, there was one, there was women who had children at home dead. He said, would you pray for my son? So he'll get up and live. He said, woman, because of your faith, your son's already yeah. alive. Touch, touch the garment. Right. Yeah. 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 He uh, didn't know. He didn't know that woman was about to touch his garment. Yeah. Said, All I got to do is touch it and I'll be healed. She touched just, it. She uh, left. And I'm healed. I have no, no facts for this or whatever, but it really no. did touch with me. And I was watching a podcast or something where somebody was saying, talking about the placebo effect and was talking about, um, chemotherapy and that chemotherapy might just be a self-healing process where people think that there are this is going to help them so they start their placebo effect of self-healing and um it's a scary thing you know i don't want to to say that you know that's all chemotherapy is all bad or that it it doesn't help enough plays a big part in that that to me as a spiritual person makes a lot of sense being open if you want if you want to heal yourself you want to live and you're, you're not doubting it it's there you've assumed it being open, the power, the healing power of forgiveness. Absolutely. Um, that I was listening to a podcast the other day, and there was this doctor on. He was talking about back in like the 80s when the AIDS epidemic was real big, and they thought that if you had AIDS, you were going to die back then, right? You, you essentially were. Um, but the, the people who were homosexual and open about it, they wasn't hiding it from their family, and they were getting treatment. All of these guys had AIDS and they were going to get treatment, but the gay guys who were open about their homosexuality with their family and friends and they were okay with who who they were, they lived two years longer than the people who were hiding it from their family and scared to come out of the closet back in the 80s because they were were holding that stuff in and they they wasn't open with who they were and okay with with, um, being who they were. That's that's huge, man. We're, We're like a tuner, you know? And and we can vibrate the right way and sometimes, and it's just, you know, if somebody hits us and a vibration comes through, boom, it will, we can get in tune so quick, but we also can sit there stagnant, but, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. when you play, it's like, it's like a guitar, man. Yeah. Like when you play that note, it begins to vibrate. And the same thing with everything is vibration. Everything right. is in tune. And Absolutely. when you become, I mean, there's power of meditation. When you're meditating to a note, that's a certain frequency that brings about healing or brings about uh, uh, an aura or a frequency to make you feel a certain type of way. And you listen to that music. That's the power of music. 
Absolutely. And the power of vibration and, and the law of spoken word, which is vibration as well. The laws of universe, universal law is dealing with vibration. Everything is moving and we can influence that in positive ways or negative ways, man. Absolutely. Well, um, dude, before we uh, jump off here, man, you want to go ahead and plug your links and, and plug your, your website, your album, all that good stuff. Make sure people download the new song that we actually have together as well. Absolutely. Uh, A-L-L-I-T-I-Z. That's all it is. Uh, I never really got to talk about how I got my name. But just Let's talk really- about that right quick. Let's talk about that right quick. All I, it is. Back in the day, uh, my name was Dollar Bill uh, in high school and stuff like that. I was going by Dollar Bill. And one day, you know, I was doing my drinking and smoking and even in, you know, to hardcore drugs like cocaine and stuff like that. I called my best friend, who uh, is my man, Beware, who we produce together, make music together. I called him and I was just going a thousand miles a minute about what, what our dreams, what we're going to do and how this music thing is real. And I, after saying all that, I said, that's all it is. That's all it is, man. And right then and there, I just knew <laughs> that, that's all it is. And Took it as a name. Yeah. It continued as people would be telling their stories in music or their stories about whatever. And then they'd say, that's all it is. And I'd say, that's all it is right there. And it's not in a, a little bit. There's <laughs> power it's in not, that. Not my name. It's your name too, because you describe it when you say that's all it is and that's what it is. And let alone all that is, that's, that's what I'm trying hey, to get the answer to, you know, that's the what power. Is that's the power of the spoken word. That's the power of amen. What does the word amen be mean? So be it. When you say amen at the end of a prayer or at the end of a sentence, amen. So be it. So mote it be. And, yes. and you know what I'm saying? Wicca, that's what they say. And the scriptures say, this is powerful too. The scriptures say that um, the promises of God are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And it's referring to whatever you put out into the universe. When you say it's yes and amen. That's God's response back to you. I like I'm that. Busted and disgusted. Everybody always hates me. People are always talking crap yeah. about me. Guess what? They're going to continue to do it. But because the universe responds with, okay, this is what you want. This is what it is. Alchemist, bro. Yeah, so I'm going to read it. that. And that's a, another it's a short read too, man. It's a I short will. read. Just to touch on that really quick. But when I, when I pray, I say now, and just recently too, I've, I've kind of restructured the way I pray a little bit. I say, it is my will. And, yeah. and I think that's important to, to, to will it. Yep. Uh, but just to get back to all it is, you know, go check all it is. Sometimes I put a four at the end of it, but I'm the only all it is out there. We just all did one word. Yep. We did our song together. We're not alone, which is awesome. We're touching on a bunch of different aliens with how you, you know, be, <laughs> what you be seeing in the night sky. I have now I hear the humming. <laughs> yes. I have two projects coming out that are going to be touching more on this topics. One uh, is called I wonder the EP is going to have four songs that are all, conspiracy research topic based i have another ep coming out called magic which has a song on it uh for my daughter which is a really kind of a universal good kid song and i also got a song on there called the law of assumption so uh everybody gets to check that out within the next month or so yeah make sure you guys check that out check out his album all that good stuff and uh we'll do we got we got to have you on again i want to do some roundtable stuff where uh we have we have more people on and have a roundtable discussion with more people i'd love to have you in on that Absolutely. I'd love to. All right, brother. You have, a, you have a good one. We'll connect soon. God bless and shalom. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Truth Seeker. All right, brother. Peace, peace.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.